0: What's good, everyone? Border and Lie Australia. We're bringing to you podcast number four zero. The big four zero. Oh, we've made it. Haven't been cancelled off a network we're not part of. <laughs> That's always a good thing.
1: Yep, yep. I haven't been taken down from the free site.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am your host, Danden Ellen. Joining me as he does every single week is Mel Crawford,
1: the big dog. How you doing, buddy?
0: Doing well, doing well, looking forward to a big show today. Um, just make sure for all of you following along at home, well, make sure you do follow us, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts from, make sure you follow us on all those platforms it's what keeps us going. So we appreciate you hitting all those buttons on the show this week is our big one. NBA predictions, we're going to do a whole bunch of predictions from your standard awards that are given out every year, all the way down to some of our own little things like bold predictions of the year. We've got a double date guess, we've got Eric McAllister and Carly Smith coming to you from the Sunshine Coast rip, looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, it it was a real feast for the soul, that one.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Yes, that'll make sense later on. Yeah, yeah. But before we get to all this fun this episode's gonna bring now, um had our fantasy draft on the weekend. Drafts, I should say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We
0: weren't in the same one.
1: We but were not. We were look, not. I'm
0: not gonna throw shade this early on the show, but uh, you feel you, f- you feeling good about your team you drafted?
1: Uh If I'm being honest, I actually feel a heck of a lot better about the um, NFL fantasy team I drafted, which (laughs) has nothing to do and is just me just stalling. No, I'm not super wrong, podcast buddy. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not super duper confident with my uh, with my NBA fantasy draft team as yet, but you know,
0: I like two of your picks, Mal.
1: Wow. That's that's more so than I thought I was going to get.
0: The same two players that are on my team that you drafted. So oh. of course we both ended up taking your guy slash our guy slash Australia's guy, young slash my guy Joshua Giddy. Yes. So we we've both taken him on our team, which is mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. We had to go search him
1: for him though. He was what ranked number 400? 400 488, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He we was literally had to look him up. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: <laughs> But, you know, a few rookies were pretty similar in that vein, like Davion Mitchell, um, you know, people like that. They're, you had to go looking for these rookies because ESPN hadn't really updated their projections on on their draft boards. But another one now, and I'm glad after this whole year, you listened to me and you, oh, you yeah. actually listened to some of my fantasy advice. Because it oh, was yeah. a player I had all last season, I banged on about him every week on the show. Mm -hmm. He's Mm -hmm. one of the young guards out in Sacramento, Tyrese Halliburton. Halliburton. You cannot go wrong with this guy. He's not going to move the needle either way for your team, and that's what you want. His ceiling and floor are pretty close together. So he's not going to blow your matchup away and win you a matchup, but he's not going to have a hell of a week like, a week from hell and lose you a matchup.
1: He's consistent. He's consistent.
0: consistently very solid. And it'll be interesting to see in Sactown how this three guard rotation works out. Uh, but yeah. something to keep an eye on. Halliburton was very good as a rookie. You know, Willie hit the the sophomore wall as, as we saw. Uh, was the case with Jar Morant last year and many other sophomores before. Mm. Um, or will he just continue being Mr. Consistent? Um, you know, guess time will tell. Um, it was my first time drafting in the top five now in in four years of running this whole league. Mm-hmm. I've never mm-hmm. dodged it enough to be in the top five. I've always been smack bang in the middle of every round, which sucks. Uh, finally got out of that. Got number three. Luka Doncic landed to me. Don't really like watching him. I'm gonna love having him as a fantasy player though.
1: Yeah, but it's like I said to a few player, a few uh, other guys at the draft, you don't have to love every single person on your team. You don't have to love watching them. It's good to, though. Eh.
0: For, for a junkie like me that just...
1: Oh, for a junkie like you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want sure.
0: to look at my fantasy team and not look at their stats all day, then go home, watch their highlights from the day, then go and jump on my fantasy app and have a look at how they went. That's how I like doing it, but...
1: Yeah, you consume con- content a little <laughs> bit weirder to most people, but that's okay. That You do you. You do you. It was the but. same
0: when I, last year, number six, James Harden fell to me. Mm. One of my least favorite players to ever play in the mm. NBA. But at number six. I think six, I
1: passed on him and then you picked him up. Yeah, you yeah. had
0: Cat at five, I believe. Yep. And um, that worked out really well for you, Mal. Um, well, but thought- to be fair, James Harden did not work out for me no, at all. No, so- he
1: was on the block pretty quick think you got rid of him, did you not?
0: Oh, pretty late. Yeah, yeah. pretty late. But look, you know, one of us is in the top div, one's not. We won't go into that today.
1: It's divide and conquer, mate. It's divide <laughs> and conquer. All right. Well, let's circle back very quickly. Um, this is episode 40. Ooh. Oh, yes. you
0: did it this week. You, you yeah. didn't
1: last week. No, I didn't. But A- this week and I, I did.
0: certainly did not this week.
1: All right, now there oh, are 168 grief. players in the NBA across the history, 75-year history of the NBA to wear the number 40. I don't think I can give you one. Name them all, go. I don't think I can give you one. No, fair enough. There, <laughs> uh, it's one of those numbers. You either know it or, you know. 40. Yeah, yeah. Is uh, there
0: like big name players, like big name
1: Ah, uh, well, there's...
0: Uh, I'm sure there's someone getting really angry right now. Like, <laughs> I can't believe you forgot so-and-so.
2: Well,
1: there's there's players you will know, like, mm. for example, you know, Harrison Barnes.
0: Yeah, I was going to say Wiggins, but I know he's 22, I think, 20-something. Harrison Barnes is a good
1: one. Mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm.
0: picture the jersey now.
1: Uh Ooh... Eudonis Haslam, it's a, it's it's a known name, been around forever. One of those the sort heat of heat goat. Mhm, mhm. Um, then you know you you're working your way down, but the question that I wanted to ask because I don't expect you to know, you know, and there's 168. I don't expect well, you to come up with. Anything. I just hope
0: future NBL star Tim Song was just screaming Eudonis Haslam at me through his device just then. Well, big heat fan. Yeah. Big Heat
1: fan. Yeah, yeah. There are three brothers who have all worn. The Plumleys. Mm, The Zellers. The Zellers. (laughs) Can you name the Zellers? The three Zellers.
0: Tyler, Cody. Is the other one a T as well? A T? Does it start with?
1: I'm sorry. That feels like you want me to give you more information, and
0: just a yes or a no, mate, is fine.
1: Oh, um, no comment.
0: Tyler, Cody. I should know this because it's not a T. I hate them all. It's not
1: a T. All
0: our UNC boys. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's not coming to me, mate.
1: No. Uh, well, it rhymes with your favorite college team.
0: Duke. Yep. Rhymes with Duke.
1: Luke. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Luke. That makes Luke,
1: sense. Luke. Cody, Luke, and Luke Tyler. Del.
0: Did he play in the NBA?
1: Luke, yeah. Oh. Phoenix Suns in 2013.
0: Oh, must have killed it.
1: Yeah, well, it's the only um, it's the only real listing here is Phoenix Suns in twenty thirteen <laughs> for the number forty anyway. Had so quick cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah. That that's all. And there's, you know, there's a massive list. There's 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 a mix of um,
0: you know, I guess Haslam, Barnes, and the Zellers are your, probably your top picks there.
1: Look, probably. Although Marshall Plumley did wear oh, it as well. I did one say of the, the Plumleys. Yeah, but only one Plumley.
0: But I was still right.
1: No, I said which <laughs> brothers wore the number forty in the oh, NBA. He is a brother. Yeah, which <laughs> brothers? Plurals. Uh, <laughs>
0: mm, mm. Any more banger names on there Mel? Or,
1: uh no, it doesn't appear to be
0: From count about 163 to go.
1: Yeah, no, there's there's only one name on there um for mind. Uh and that would be one Sean Kemp is the is the number 40 for me.
0: The league's best ever dunk prop.
1: Mm. 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 The rain man himself. Well,
0: <laughs> oh well, before we get through uh formal proceedings, Mel, mm-hmm. um do just want to give a quick shout out to long time listener, good friend of the show, uh, Daniel Munro. Chalky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just got hitched on the weekend out of Toowoomba, so absolutely beautiful ceremony and reception. Um, third times the charm. That's that's the inside joke, but it's not that hard to figure out. Um, it's not his third marriage. <laughs> we'll just make that very clear. But. Um, <laughs> It was very special to be part of that with him and um, shout out to, to Dan and Fiona. Um, but as we move on through the show now, I, oh, sorry, I, you got I, I
1: assume my invitation still, you know, Australia Post, there's been a lot of issues. I'm not the only one. Yeah. Tom's
0: um, probably got yours.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's probably where the mix up happened. Probably...
0: <laughs> All right. Let's uh crack this pack open. Let's see what surprises are in store. All right. Of course, we're going to pick one of these cards that Mal reads out and discuss why we chose it later in the show. So we leave it to fate.
1: Alrighty, here we go. All right, first card. Jummer No. Damn. TJ Warren, Indiana Pacers. Hmm. It's a good start. Next one, Phoenix Suns, Cam Johnson. Love a big Johnson. Moving right along, uh, next one. Ugh, Daniel Tice, Boston Celtics. Not Dan the Man. Ugh. Uh, however, one Jason Tatum, Boston Celtics, Ooh. in what looks like a, a Paddy's Day jersey. Mm. Nice. And then oh. One JJ Redick Ooh. in a New Orleans jersey, the old man in who, the three, and I believe went to Duke.
0: Uh, yep, your, the last two cards you pulled went to Duke. So of
1: course I did. I didn't think Daniel Tars did, but uh.
0: <laughs> absolute legends uh, mm. of all. Tatum's not a a legend of Duke is only there a year, but definitely one of the most talented players to ever go through the system. Mm -hmm. JJ Reddick, of course, probably the Duke legend or right up there. So I'm just going to go ahead and uh, do what you did last week and shotgun that one. Cool,
1: cool, cool. I'd take Uh, Tatum,
0: but that NBA jersey he's wearing is disgusting, so I'm going to pass. Wow. Look, to be honest... He could have gone to 29 organizations and I probably would have followed that team. But being a big Kobe fan was never going to happen. Sorry, Jace.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Jason is a big Kobe fan in itself. He is, which oh. is
0: why he needs to get the hell out of Boston.
1: Mate, why would you get out of Dodge when things are going, you know, eh, not bad.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he loves going in the playing tournament. It's probably really fun.
1: <laughs> Probably is. Dunno, never been there
0: myself. <laughs> all right, Mel, so which homer pick are you going with this week?
1: Uh, look, I will uh, I will save that little uh, nugget of gorgeousness uh, mm. until the end.
0: All right, look forward to hearing all about Tatum later on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I guess we better jump on into proceedings. Uh, we got Eric and Carly coming up pretty soon, so we better squeeze in our huge NBA predictions for this upcoming season. What we're going to do is... We're gonna go, go through categories of awards or predictions, I guess, and we'll each take a turn of, of you know putting our prediction down. This is all on wax; we're writing them all down, and we haven't discussed this now, but got a proposition for you. Oh, uh, here we go. Just a little 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 chicken bet. Nothing nothing crazy. Yeah yeah. Since this is all on wax, it's all written down. We can keep track. Mm. Whoever gets the most predictions. Mm -hmm. or whoever, you know, because we're obviously not going to get every prediction right, but whoever gets the most right...
1: Especially not the way you predict, yeah.
0: Whoever gets the most right is owed a 12-piece and a pint. We're adding the pint because this is a season-long bet, so... That seems fair to me. A 12-piece and a pint, that's wings and a beer.
1: So a $20 special?
0: No, 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 that's... We can't even actually talk about that because we're not sponsored by them, <laughs> dot, 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 yet. Um, but that special is a skewy. We're, we're going Oh, up, up. we're yeah. going,
1: oh, right, Yeah,
0: right. so a 12-piece and a pint. I, I think that's a fair deal, Mel.
1: Look, um, yeah, go on, go on. Uh, I just had to take a moment and bet with my head. And, are yeah. we also
0: agreeing we're not just taking the clear-cut favorite in all these awards, or are we just going to do that and agree on every single thing?
1: Uh we'll we'll just have to wait and see, won't we? Yeah,
0: maybe we'll maybe we'll jump on each other if we think, oh, it's a bit too boring, and we'll uh, up the ante. Otherwise, we're just going to pick the same people for everything.
1: Uh, possibly. Well, we'll <laughs> just have to wait and see.
0: Let's let's do that. All right, let's jump in. That ball don't lie.
1: All right, NBA predictions. So, mate, where are we going with this thing? We've got all sorts of categories here in front of us. We've had a thought. We've got some notes. Mm-hmm. Where are we going to start, mate?
0: Um, oh, we'll get stuck in. Let's go to the deep end of the player awards first and we'll work our way down to team awards later. Okay. Let's go to the all-important going to kick us off the most valuable player of the year. Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. Who you got? Hashtag
1: your guy, I think.
0: And and guys, we haven't seen each other's answers to this. So there may be some arguments forthcoming. Just uh, strap yourselves in, enjoy the show. Mm -hmm.
1: It's okay. I've I've got a hell of a punch on me, so it's okay. All right. Uh, For me, I'm going to have to... Probably go with hashtag your guy on this one. Um,
0: <laughs> that doesn't narrow it down very much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh, Kevin Durant.
0: Oh, yeah. Don't claim him as
1: my guy, but that's fine.
0: Yeah, you're, you're, I, I you're, claim him as the greatest offensive weapon we've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: That that sounds like you know a serenade, but anyway. Um, <laughs> look, I I just think. After that uh, game seven against the Bucs and then went off to the Olympics and then, you know, all this stuff around the Nets, I've just got this feeling that he's going to take a lot of this stuff personally and really come in this season fighting hard, looking to really put on a show like he did back in um back in the day when he was on the warriors and he you know as far as he's concerned um and you know a lot of a lot of the people watching outplayed lebron um in some of those games dominated in his mind um and you know won the championship but a lot of his drive was to be the best and get over this whole, well, you know, you were at OKC, you've just gone to the better competition, to da 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 You know, he took a lot of that personally and wanted to leave it all out on the court. I think a lot of this stuff that's happened since that game and all the Kyrie stuff, all the extra silly Brooklyn Nets stuff, you know. All this stuff is just going to be fueling Durant's fire to show that he's still got it, and he's still. Uh, it's been a couple of years, but he can win another one of these. He can win another one of these. So that's why I think, that's why I think it's going to be him this year.
0: All right, fair points. Um, the very clear favorite across. anything I saw was Luka Doncic, so Mm -hmm. I'm going to steer away from that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to pick a guy who's... There's a lot of if, if, if with this one. Um, So I've just got to cross my fingers and hope that all the ifs happen. Uh, So if this player plays 65 or to 70 games...
1: Oh, I think I've got a feeling where you're going.
0: If this player is missing his second star for most of the season and they you know get off to a great start we know the voting is all about narrative if this player grabs the narrative nice and early um, you know which he did last year and if this player did play bulk of the games last year probably would have won MVP I'm going with the big man out in Philadelphia Joel Embiid oh so,
1: Captain Chalkbones is...
0: Look, if, if we don't know what's happening with Ben, um, I took him as a speculative fifth-round fantasy pick, which is already paying off because as we speak, he has just checked into Philadelphia without telling them. Um, he showed up for his COVID test. He's ready to be around the team. So if he still is with the team but not playing and Embiid steps up and carries this team through the first 20, 30 games until a trade's done... That narrative is going to start swirling already. However, if Embiid starts missing games or the Sixers really struggle without Ben, which I think they very well could, this will be out. This pick of mine will be out the door within twenty games. But it could go either way. Uh, I guess time will tell. Embiid well, is my pick.
1: I've had Embiid on a fantasy team of mine once. And when he was healthy and on the court, I roasted almost everybody. Mm-hmm. When he wasn't there, though, uh-uh. like mm-hmm. it's it's peaks and troughs, and the troughs can be big. But this is also the guy who what finished second in the voting last year, so you know, definitely way up there. So look, it's possible. I I thought about it for a heartbeat, but, yeah, couldn't go with him. Just, like I said, Captain Chalkbones is kind of the nickname that I had for him after I had him for a season. And then, yeah, because it just couldn't get a nice run that year. Couldn't get a
0: nice run. All right. Well, yeah, Luca, as I said, is clear-cut favorite across betting agencies. Mm-hmm. You know, other players up there is um, Giannis, is pretty high. Harden as well, which might hurt your Durant pick. They're both in amongst the mix together. Mm. Um, Jokic was pretty low, like, might be worth another punt because he very well could be do the same, if not better than last year. And, you know, if the Nuggets have a good record without Murray, he's just going to get all that noise again. And we've seen the NBA hand out a few, like, back to back MVPs lately in the last 10 years. So, mm-hmm. not crazy. I'm not mm-hmm. putting any money on it, but not crazy. Um, next one, Mel defensive player
1: of the year. Ooh. Ooh, now for this one, I actually went with a current champion. Uh, I actually went with Drew Holiday for this one. A um, couple of reasons. <clears throat> Pretty good in the finals defensively. Like across the playoffs, defensively wasn't too bad. Um, some could easily argue quite good, if not better. Uh, then he went off and played in the Olympics, and would have seen some things. All right? A little bit of extra motivation, things like that. And he was already was I believe it was last year he was uh, second team, um, all defensive as well. So it's not exactly you know, it shouldn't be a huge leap. Um, in that regard, like he's already seen as around being around the league, you know, one of the best defenders already going around. Um, but I can just I can just see him in this push to repeat with the Bucks, you know, really doubling down on the defensive end and trying to make that little mini name for himself there. Really, really lock that down as he's the best defender in town. So. You know, which Giannis has won the you know, Defensive Player of the Year award before. So he's got some, pardon the pun, big shoes to fill in that regard. But you know, I think he could make the leap.
0: Yeah, he'd have to be the best player under, what, six foot six mm. in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, best defender at that height. Um, All right. Well, good shout. I do worry that, you know, Giannis might cannibalise a few of those votes, but, you know, you, same argument could be made with the team and player I'm picking, so
1: I'm... You've made my rebuttal easy there.
0: <laughs> well, and I find this interesting because generally you pick big guys for everything and here I am about to pick a big guy for the second award in a row, you're yet to pick one, ah, so,
1: okay.
0: well, Kevin Durant's probably the tallest player out of all these nearly, but... He's definitely not a big guy.
1: He's definitely a big deal too. So
0: So this player, Western Conference, has verbally said will be playing quite a lot of minutes at centre, which he's been reluctant to do. He's on a team of, let's just say, ageing players. Put it nicely. If this Lakers team has a top Uh 10 defence in the league and it's because Anthony Davis is playing center. He will be your defensive player of the year. He averaged 1.3 steals, 1.6 blocks per game last year. I would expect that if he's playing center to go up to you know around the 1.5, 1.6 steals and somewhere floating around two blocks per game. Uh, if he's anchoring that defense with, you know, Westbrook, Monk, Melo, all these dudes that don't play defense. If he's sitting there as the anchor, those stats are going to go up. His per 36 numbers are going to go up. And, you know, it might even switch LeBron on and boost the team's defense as well. And it narrative is everything. Mm. And if they look at this old team and they're killing it on defense with a bunch of players that don't play defense, it's going to be because of one guy, and that's Anthony Davis. Um so, here's my pick. Um, clear favorite on betting agencies, Rudy Gobert, of course. Um, ben Simmons would be a good shout, depending if he plays or not. Um, but, you know, we've both gone with pretty, you know, not not crazy out there, but not top two or three players. So, mm. um,
1: yeah. Defendable, but uh, still Ooh, in the hunt. Defendable. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Thought you might.
0: All right. Well, I was just talking about an old team. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the young fellas.
1: Oh, Mel, your pick for Rookie of the Year. Ah, uh, look, well, if almost every betting agency has Cade Cunningham.
0: Uh, He's clear clear favorite. Clear favorite.
1: So let's not go there.
0: <sighs> Which I don't necessarily agree with, but that's all right. Yeah.
1: And, you know, that's the thing with Rookie of the Year. It's not always, it doesn't always come down to whoever the whoever the number one pick is. Mm-hmm. Like it, it doesn't always work out like that. Um, sometimes it does, though. I actually don't mind any. A lot of things I think have to break his way for it to happen. I actually don't mind Jalen Suggs,
0: my guy. Yeah. <laughs> you can um, hashtag that one, now. <laughs> mm,
1: hashtag your guy. <laughs> I've been harping on about him
0: for months. I, go, go crazy.
1: Yeah, look, I, I, you know, I just don't i don't mind him um i think with orlando and the high amount of front court players they got his assist numbers could go through the roof which could really help um he'll have to work out something you know they'll have to work out something with markel Fultz. there we'll just have to see how that goes um who's you know who's going to get all the rock things like that um couple of things have to break his way but you know if we're if we're steering clear of mr cunningham um i would say mr suggs hashtag your guy
0: yeah that's fair um i was gonna lean that way i was i was actually gonna choose jalen green but look i, I kind of would put him in that same tier with kate as a bit bit unfair um Jalen Green's going to have a few 30, 35, 40-point games this year. So Mm. he's not a bad shout. Um, Suggs is definitely a good one. That's why I was going to pick him. Um, You picked my guy. I'm going to do it back to you, Mel.
1: Okay.
0: And take young Joshua Giddy at OKC. Giddy, Giddy. We'll take each other's guy and (laughs) hope to use it against us. (laughs) That's who I'll lock in. Look, he's going to get a lot of opportunity, especially if – SGA balls out again and OKC say to him, well, you're too good, mate. Um, you know, you got a migraine this week. You're not playing. I think you got a sore shoulder next week. So you're yeah, not was playing. It,
1: like 35 games or yes. last year before he was shut down? And he was
0: unreal. He was playing like oh, an yeah. all-star. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> And yeah. they just said, look, mate, you're too good. We're trying to get Josh Giddy here, so yeah. <laughs> um, slash Gade. <laughs> but, you know, I'm sure they're happy with Giddy and I'll be happy with Giddy if he goes out and balls out of control. So mm. um, we're going to go from the rookie to the vet, just so to speak. Mm-hmm. Sixth man of the year. I actually couldn't tell you who's favorite for this. Didn't even look it up. Nope. I'm assuming Lou Will's going to be up there. <laughs> uh, Montrez Harrell would probably be up there. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even like Mello might be a shout with the Lakers. Who knows? I honestly couldn't tell you, Mal. but who are you picking?
1: Uh, look. I've actually got two names that jump at me. Um, they both feel like Homer-style picks for different reasons. But purely because of the fact that he'll have so much to prove this year, um, even though I like Patty uh, in Brooklyn, I'm actually going to go with um, Dennis Schroeder for the Celtics mm. because he has he's got to turn the meme narrative around basically like he's become and he's not the only player to do it a lot of players have made you know you know uh, have turned down for whatever reason um some through injury this one just genuinely felt like hubris like turned down 80 million over four years to take minimum so lunch money from the boston celtics I think he's got so much to prove this year. He's going to come out, and at the very least, he's gonna he's gonna have that drive. He's gonna have that want. Can he do it? Well, we'll just have to wait and see. But you know, I like I like that narrative, that story behind him. You know, which straight away, right from the day dot, he'll have before he um, before he steps on the court in a regular season game.
0: All right. Um, I've just looked up the uh, the betting numbers and mm-hmm. can't believe we forgot the the reigning six man of the year, who is clear cut favourite at plus five hundred. Jordan Clarkson. Yep. Um, next to it, Aussies Jingles and Patty. Hey. Plus a thousand. Plus twelve hundred. Um, Schroeder plus two thousand. Eh. My person I've selected is a an OG hashtag my guy. Plus sixteen hundred in the the betting. Uh-huh. Out at the uh, Madison Square Garden. The once fallen, now risen, Derek Rose, who, in my opinion, became the second or maybe third best player on that roster last year um, with with Barrett and, and Randall. And Tibbs loves his guys. And D-Rose, he's going to be the backup for Kemba. Right? That's obvious. But Tibbs trusts Rose and he's going to put him in the game. He's going to impact games. He averaged 15, 4, and 3 last season. And that was including the rough start with Detroit, not playing, blah, 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 getting, you know, four minutes a game. So he's got a full season with the Knicks now with a strong roster, ready to compete. We know Kemba's going to sit out some games. So, you know, he might even get injured through the season. So they'll give D Rose some opportunities to start, pump those numbers, you know. um, So we'll see how that goes. But I've chosen Derek Rose to win sixth man of the year. Oh, I just want to see him win that trophy. So bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely OG, one of your guys.
0: It was him and Kobe growing up. Mm. You know,
1: that was it. <sighs> he's one of those players. I I genuinely like what he's done, the fact that he's been able to come back. Um. I'm just not sure that he'll be back at that level again this year. I want him to be, but... Yeah, something well, I drafted just, him in fantasy, so not. I want him to be too. Of course you did. Of course you did. <laughs>
0: well, someone had to. Oh, yeah, obviously. You're not.
1: Yeah, you're not going to leave him there. But yeah, I, I just have this feeling that he's, yeah, potentially going to take another dip. I hope I'm wrong though. Mm. Hope I'm not. I hope I'm wrong.
0: Well, we're just saying he's one of Tibbs's guys. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always good when the coach loves you and you know pulls, pulls the team together. Maybe not so much on your legs because you play so many minutes. Um, but speaking of coaches now, who's your coach of the year for this upcoming season?
1: Again, I know it's going to feel like a bit of a homer. Um,
0: well, that's good because I was scared we'd probably have the same one, but we don't. That's good.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go with Ema Udoka, um, head coach of the Boston Celtics. A couple of reasons. Um, because he's coming, into, he's coming into a team that's already established in a lot of ways. Former coach Brad Stevens is now the GM. You know, Obviously had a big say in picking. Um, Ime in that role. It's a Solid team, gets a lot of respect, already has a lot of respect from some of the players. Has already had time working with some of the players at an Olympic level. Um the team also already has a bit of a story with um Jalen getting COVID to start the season. So there's gonna be a little bit of you know, oh what's going on with Jalen? Can the Celtics get through this? What's the coach doing the right rada, rada 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 Rada? So there's there's already a little bit of a narrative before the season's already started around that, which as we know it's huge in the NBA. Um I think for mind it's just a this team isn't hasn't been completely blown up and you know, new coaches coming in it's a fresh look positive reasons for a coaching change compared to some of the some of the reasons around the team, uh, around the league so you've got you know you've got an association that isn't you know waving goodbye GM's right there you know all the rest of the staff pretty much are right there so it's then just going to be new face hopefully that means things come in and work well and hopefully there's not too much of a what stevens was trying to do and a clash of thoughts um but the fact that stevens uh was obviously you know instrumental in picking the new coach that should be limited in theory so yeah Ime Udoka is my, my pick for Coach of the Year.
0: All right. Well, I've just looked up the betting odds for this, which doesn't help me out because the person I've picked is third, so eh. it makes me look like a bit of a cheater here, but I did have this done way prior to looking this up. Um, just on the topic, a few good shouts in there. Plus 3,000 for Chauncey Billups in Portland. Like, gamble responsibly, and I am absolutely not putting any money on this, but I don't mind that as a a long shot, along Mm -hmm. with Rick Carlisle in Indiana, plus 2,500. That's some long odds for some teams that could vastly improve under new coaches. It's all about narrative, people.
1: Oh, it is. It is, definitely.
0: Um, But the favourite, Steve Nash at Brooklyn. Eric Spolstra, second in Miami, Mm -hmm. which... Don't get me started on bloody Miami again. Um, but my pick of coach of the year, I just thought this is a sensible one. It's a team that really, really underperformed last year. and Memphis who, Grizzlies. <laughs> and who so far have really, really impressed in the preseason and just should by just their roster upgrade should do a lot better in the league. That's the Chicago Bulls, coached by Billy Donovan. So they were 31 and 41 in the East last season. So I just went purely based off those, that record plus their roster upgrades equals good narrative for the media. So I'm just backing that this bulls team. They look like an absolute offensive juggernaut. They've beaten absolutely nobody important so far in preseason, but they're scoring buckets at a high rate. Lonzo's shot is not broken. Mm. Um, Levine is uh, Levine and DeRozan are playing really great on the perimeter. Some nice cuts and and ball movement. You got Patrick Williams to slide in there. You got one of the best big men in the East to slot in the middle as well. Um, and you know you got some players off the bench like Kobe White and Caruso. So this Bulls team, um, as we said in our off-season breakdown, they're probably not going to shock you in the playoffs. But I think they're going to win a heck of a lot of games in the regular season and um, Billy Donovan should be up around in the mix come coach of the year time. So that's my pick. Cool. Uh, next one. Most improved player. So this is another official award, our mm-hmm. last official award.
1: Mm. Uh, I actually talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the show. I think for Mind... Um, Jar Morant, I know he, yeah, he didn't, hashtag
0: my guy. Yeah, I know. (laughs)
1: There's a bit of this for some reason. Anyway. Um, yeah, last year, as you say, bit of a sophomore, you know, little dip. I can just, just from little bits and pieces that I've seen him doing, training things different, yada, yada, yadas. I can just see him making a big jump this season. Um, there's a few things team-wise that will help him It's certainly not the amount of players they still have on their roster. Um, but you've got uh, was it Jackson coming back. He's now in his third year. He's you know, growing, maturing, adding elements to his game. I think this is going to be his season. I can really see him, you know, making that first All Star team this year, and you know, then plowing on, and uh, yeah, getting that most improved. Even though he didn't necessarily have a horrible team, uh, horrible uh, season last year, I can just see him making a really big jump, and you know, we'll just have to see how we go.
0: Right, well, more on him later. Mm-hmm. Um, so betting wise, clear favourites are Michael Porter Jr. Um, who I, if I was putting money on, which I'm not, that's where I'd be going. Up there as well as SGA and Zion. Surprisingly, mm. I've gone a bit further down the list. Like mm-hmm. um, I was just looking for Jamran. He's not even on here. So. That's, that's a bold prediction, Mal. Yeah. You've got um, there early.
1: I'm happy to it. Uh, I'm always happy to make bold predictions, mate.
0: But i tell you what, Mal. I'm picking someone that you have recently mentioned. In fact, it's going to get super interesting because he's on the exact same team. Okay. It's the big man in the middle. Yeah. Triple J, yeah. Jaron Jackson Jr. Only played in 11 games last season. Mm-hmm. But per 36 minutes on the floor which is an advanced stat, so some people love this, some people hate it, it's what it is. Per 36 minutes, he averaged 22 points, 9 rebounds, and 2 blocks across those 11 games. If he can stay on the floor, which is just as big of an if as Joel Embiid, if he can stay on the floor and out of foul trouble, the sky is the limit for this kid. He is more of a unicorn than what Porzingis ever was. Because he's got a handle, he can pass, Mm. he can do things that Porzingis can't dream of. Mm. You know, he's jumping up for lobs. He's potential to be an elite rim protector. If this kid puts it all together, I've I've always said his ceiling is higher than Jars. I don't think he'll get there, but the skill set and size that Jaron has, he could become a greater player than Jar. Jar's limited because of his, his build, his size, his play style. Jaren, will he get ever get there? You know, yet to be seen. Not sure. His floor is a lot lower than Jar's as well. <laughs> so don't get it too twisted. Um, Jar, he's, yeah, more on him soon. But Jaren Jackson is my pick for most improved player.
1: Yeah. Mr. Jackson there, Triple J. He's
0: about ninth or 10th on the betting list there.
1: He was actually going to be second for me. He, I was tossing up a hit between him and Jar a little Ooh. bit, but had to go Jar.
0: If I had to pick a second, it would be uh, Kevin Porter Jr. out at Houston. BJ. Mm.
1: All, right. All right. Where to next, mate? Where to next?
0: Um, well, now that I'm looking at it on paper and saying it out loud, it's going to sound really weird because it's kind of similar. Mm-hmm. But this is where we hit our non-official awards. These are our... Borderline Australia Awards. Um, <laughs> so not a most improved player, but more a breakout season. So a player that, you know, might not even become a star or reach the level you would to become most improved, but a player that maybe maybe people haven't even heard of before that's just suddenly going to become a rotational piece or a rotational piece that becomes a starter. Who, who do you think, Mel? A player that's going to have a breakout season.
1: Uh, look, I had a bit of a think about it and I actually think for mind, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, um, I know it's a name we have heard of before. (laughs) Um, Many times for me. Yep. (laughs) Um, I can just see him making a jump this year. Um, frankly, I think the King's need him to make more of a jump than he needs him to make more of a jump but i can just see him going going next level hopefully he's had that he's had the one good season now it's it's time to back that up um and look uh, i think he will be able to but that's the thing with predictions and a lot of it will come down to what the kings can do um you know on the court with their stuff um off the court as well as in like you know their coach huge question mark as we've talked about before things like that um and where where that all goes and what kind of start they get to the season because if they don't get a good start then straight away there's going to be huge question marks and possible trades and coaches' firings and this, that and the other. So a lot of that's going to come down to whether the Kings have a good start to the season. If they can have a good start and he can really develop through the year, I can really see it uh, really going well for Tyrese this year. All
0: right. Yeah, that's an interesting choice. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, we just have to see how that guard rotation works out there with the three-point guards and, and Buddy on the bench as well. Um, yep. But, you know, time will tell.
1: And maybe, maybe, maybe he breaks out because someone someone else leaves.
0: Mm, maybe.
1: Or see. maybe he moves to greener pastures. <laughs> Never know. Never know. Kings aren't, uh, aren't afraid to do something silly.
0: All right. My uh, breakout player of the year is going to come from Golden State.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah. So this, this young man caught... Uh, My attention at the end of last season Mm -hmm. got inserted for some games, had some huge performances, can stroke the living daylights out of the ball, and he's, from all things I can see, he may start while Clay's still rehabbing, Um, and he's had a really nice preseason as well. A quote from Steph Curry, it's obviously a homer quote because it's his teammate, Mm. but... Steph Curry said, this kid has potential to be a better shooter than me. Mm. So Jordan Poole is my choice for the breakout season. So I don't really know how we determine this these awards <laughs> later in the year now, whether we just look at stats and compare to last year or we'll work it out off air, but... Um, We'll we'll just, maybe we'll do fan votes on these at the end of the year. Actually, that's probably a good one.
1: As long as they're still in the league for starters, that, that's probably yeah. a, a starting point.
0: I yeah. think maybe for our Board online Australia awards, we'll, we'll let the fans vote. Cool, cool. It uh, didn't work out well for you in our NBL draft, Mel. Where I, I took seventy-five percent of the votes. I was thank you, everyone. I appreciate that very much. Hashtag um, robbed. Let, let's get it up to hundred next time, but that's okay. Um,
1: Look, I'm glad to see some of you out there really have a high basketball IQ, so.
0: Yeah, and 25% of you be better.
1: <laughs> yeah, righto. Righto, no, It was
0: good fun, and we, we appreciate everyone's engagement. There was actually a lot of votes on that thing, which was mm. good fun, so keep them coming when we push them out. Next up now, a surprise team. So, a team that, you know, you're not you're not here picking them to win the chip, but you know, they might have a better season than what people are thinking or compared to last year.
1: Well, you've actually already talked about them a little bit. Um, I think the bulls this year are going to surprise us one way or the other. I think they're going to, they're definitely going to have a better season than last year. We've talked about the pieces they've added before on the show. You've talked about them just before. Um, I think they're definitely going to surprise. I don't, I'm not completely convinced that it's going to be smooth all year. I think there's going to be a couple of issues, um, out the gate or at least say 20 games in for a little while. Um, but I think they're going to surprise. Uh, I think they've got a lot of good pieces that have, that have chimed in. I don't necessarily think they're done. There might be a move or two before um, trade deadline. Um, I know there's a little bit of hype. Uh, what is it? Was it these guys are called? Was it the the Ballzac or oh. some you know awful fan? The Balzac. Yeah, the yeah. uh, Um, Look, it just when I when I think about surprising teams. Um, Sitting where we were, was it when we started this thing last season, when we did preseason predictions, they were not anywhere even close to my radar for any of the teams or anything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they've made some moves this off-season. I think that, oh, obviously they've improved. Um, I think they're going to surprise. It may not be the surprise that everyone's looking for. May not be positive. May not be. Should be, but may not be.
0: All right, yeah. I don't know if it's a big surprise. But, yeah. yeah. You know, some could argue mine's not a big surprise either. So yeah. that's okay. Yeah. I'm going with a team that underwhelmed, quite like the Bulls. They have uh, shafted two coaches in one season now. Oh, nice. So they're bringing in a very good coach who, questionable why the team let them go. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, this team is rumored. To be right up there in the favorites to land Simmons, which if they do, good lordy. Um, I'm taking the Indiana Pacers
1: mm-hmm.
0: as a surprise team. Now I don't say surprises in, oh, they were bumbling down in the play-in, maybe they'll get into the, you know, the seven or eight seed again. I, I think they could definitely push for that that locked in playoff spot four, five, six. Um, you know, roster as is, your players like Brogdon, Lavert the bubble goat, TJ Warren, to come back. You've got Sabonis, you know, poor man's Jokic out there. And, you know, another player who could be right up there in defense per of the year, led the league in blocks, uh, Miles Turner, is his starting five. And, I mean, you know, the rumored trade, of course, you know, if you're not living under a rock, is Brogdon and Levert plus other stuff for Ben. If you add Ben Simmons to run around with Sabonis, Warren and Miles Turner, watch out. But uh, even as, as it is, coached by Rick Carlisle, I think this team's got potential to, to lock in a, a full-time playoff spot there. So I'm picking the paces as the surprise package.
1: So new coach bump, ride that through?
0: Yeah, and it's not just new coach. It's new, very good coach. Mm. It's not It's not just new, fresh face, let's see what happens. It's we know what we're getting and we like it. <laughs> so let's do it. All right. Another surprise team now, but not Mm -hmm. for the good reason. So Mm. I I don't know what to call this one. I've just written down um, bad team that everyone thinks is going to be good.
1: (laughs) I'm going to probably annoy some people, but.
0: (sighs) You can't pick Memphis after you've just given all these awards to everyone on the team.
1: (laughs) No, the the people aren't you. Um
0: Oh, there's at least another three fans in Australia. Come mm.
1: on. My bad team, and I, I'm i a little bit torn because I have questions. I have questions about this team, and I think their floor is a bit lower than, you know, especially their fans and things are, are thinking. Um, so my team is actually the Mavs.
0: Yeah, and that is,
1: that is basically. I was
0: debating this very one myself. I didn't yeah, go with it, but yeah,
1: because I have three major questions now. I know Luca is going to explode at times, and he's not going to let you. He's just going to completely wipe teams off the floor. Hopefully, no for my fantasy team.
0: Yeah, but I, I, I'm assuming one of these questions is about seven foot three tall. A
1: little bit. <laughs> um. So my three. And I could go deeper, but I, I I stopped at three. The Jason Kidd fit, mm. um, coming in as the coach. Now, Jason Kidd has had, was it uh, at least two stops that I can think of straight off the top of my head, um, as head coach already. Didn't work out either time. Um, yeah, I think they mutually parted ways, as we say, hey, yes, on the show mutually. both times. Yeah. Um, so how that's going to go this time, question mark. Tim Hardaway. Now I like Tim Hardaway, but are we going to get some consistency from Tim Hardaway? That's the question mark because he can blow up and have himself a game and then the next game he can disappear. And then the next game he'll blow up again and then he'll disappear for a week and then he'll blow up for two or three in a row and then and – the, it's just that consistency. And if they're going to go as high as some people are projecting, that consistency for me is the big question mark. And the other question mark is, of course, the first alleged unicorn of Christaps Porzingis. I think this season is a huge question mark for him um, from little bits and pieces that I've heard. Basically, at the end of last season, he was looking for an out, looking to go somewhere else. Um, Apparently, this coaching change, uh, he's really positive on, brought back in, but realistically, his stock is low. Let's be honest. So, this season needs to be really big for him. Is it going to be? Don't know, because... Well, look, everywhere he's gone, the, the expectations have been high. The hopes have been high. The reality, it's been a little bit more, you know, depressing than some people are willing to admit. And so they're my big three question marks. And if we get negative responses to all three of those questions, <sighs> the Mavs are going to have a bad season. All right. Yeah.
0: Not a bad shout. Not a bad shout. I've gone with a team that was red hot last year until a couple players went down, and I've watched them in the preseason. I know it's just the preseason, but my goodness, they were horrible. (laughs) I'm going with the Charlotte Hornets. This team ride or dies, not with Lamelo Ball. Don't get this twisted. They ride or die with Gordon Hayward. Yeah, and they will. Absolutely die without him because when he went down last year, they were shocking. In the preseason, without him, they have been shocking. Um, I just, I just think they're really overrated. I think they had a, a solid spell in the season there, and everyone got a bit excited. And don't get me wrong, Lamelo is a good player. He's going to be a great player. He's not there yet, and. The team, I just don't think they have the depth. They, they don't have any bigs, which is going to be a problem in the East or in, in any game, really. And, and they don't have a lot of like crazy knockdown shooters. I mean, people losing their minds over James Booknight, who no one had heard of before the draft, but everyone becomes a draft expert on draft night. And James <laughs> Booknight, works, yeah. you know, greatest shooter we've ever seen, even though no one's ever seen him. Uh, I love
1: the line "amazing upside potential." Like,
0: doesn't every young NBA player have upside? Anyway, <laughs> uh, I just think the Hornets. You know, I, I think they will be around the play-in tawny somewhere. I know that's a four-spot range, but don't be expecting them up in that four, five, six again. I, I can't see it happening, and especially if. Gordie or and or LaMelo goes down at any point in the season. so I, I'm picking the Hornets as the team that everyone else thinks is going to be good, but I think they're just not.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. All Fair right. chip.
0: Okay. Alright. Um, well, this is kind of an official award, but, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Ball Don't Lie Australia's very own NBA scoring leader. Who's it going to be?
1: Uh...
0: The very clear favourite by an absolute mile is Brad Beals. Not even close. Mm. So I haven't chosen him. Um, feel free to, Mel, if you want an easy out. But
1: no, no. I've. Um, I'm a bit
0: I've scared actually we gone, might have gone
1: the same one here. Possibly. Uh, I've gone Luca.
0: Oh, no. That's all no, good. We're good. As you were.
1: Yep. Because uh, even though I have them picked as my bad team category. Um, and by the way, those three questions I had—if all of those three questions come back with positive responses, then ooh, Mavs might have something. But if they're negative, eh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I can just see Luca really exploding big. Um, and again, if those three questions come back with negatives, he's going to have to to really drag this team along. If he's not getting help um, from those three big areas um, on the court and off, so yeah, I've got I've got Luca on that one. I uh, I think he's you know he's obviously going to be up there in MVP and it's going to do a lot of scoring, but that's okay because he can score from almost any situation. I don't want to say from necessarily anywhere like. He does it sort of differently to Steph, but in the same way, yeah, just similar. Mm. It's it's not quite the same way Steph just pulls up from halfway and, you know, knocks it down. He he does it slightly different, but, um, you know, plays through contact and different things. Likes to drive in. But anyway, I've got Luca as mine.
0: All right. We'll see how he adapts to the new rules. We've mm. seen him in Harden struggling already. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, As said, Beal's the obvious choice. I've gone with a little point guard out in the West as well. I've gone with the one and only Dame Dollar, Mr. Lillard. Ooh, yep. I think it could be his year. You know, if he's he's riding it out in Portland and he just thinks, right, this is time, I'm going to take us there. And he can absolutely explode. He'd go for 40 points a game if he wanted to. Um, But... Yeah, yeah, he, we will see.
1: He is now a married man through the off season. So yeah,
0: spoken for. Yep. Very good. Yep.
1: So, you know, that again, that's
0: no distractions.
1: Yeah. That's maturity level, all sorts of things. You know, you got to get the off court stuff right before the on court stuff can, you know, really explode. So. All
0: right. Two to go now. Yep. Second last one. Uh-huh. Your one bold prediction. Mm uh-huh. hmm. It can be crazy bold. It can be a little bit bold. <laughs> it can be medium bold like me. Yep. <laughs> How do you want it?
1: Oh, uh, look. Let's I, I've go, only
0: gone a little bit bold, just so you know. Eh,
1: let's go. From what we've seen this preseason, let's go eh, sc- scoochy bit bold. Okay. Um, I think James Harden is going to have a big season, even though. These new foul rules, he's not, you know, he's having issues in the preseason already. I think that's him just trying to see what he can get away with from the refs, um, really push that. But I think he's going to have a big year. I think he's going to have to for the Nets. Um, and, yeah, I, I think he's going to get this stuff worked out and have himself quite a big season.
0: Okay. Um, Interesting. I don't really know how to calculate that at the end of the day, but... Yeah, we'll just go big season. We'll see. Yeah, yep. <laughs> uh, we don't mean off the court at uh, gentlemen's establishments
1: either. <laughs> well, no, and obviously he's you know he's built his career on this you know going pump faking up through players and rip, ripping through and getting these foul calls. I just have this feeling as if you know he's actually had himself a decent little off season. He's actually been able. To, it looks like he's you know fairly fit uh as opposed to when he was leaving um when he was leaving houston when he looked like a or closer to the michelin man really like he he had a couple of extra kegs on him but he's built his whole whole career basically on these moves um that are now basically been almost nullified by the league changing these rules so It'll it'll mean he'll have to work hard, but I, I think he will get through that, and he'll still be able to produce big numbers by the end of the season, even with these rule changes.
0: All right. Well, my bold prediction just doesn't doesn't really have a lot of explanation explanation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It, it I'd probably put it medium bold, medium right, because it's a young player that I, right. I'm, you know, in the east. This probably wouldn't be bold at all because there's going to be two extra all-star spots available from Simmons and Irving. But in the West, Jar Morant will be an all-star this season in a stacked West. Jar Morant will be an all-star. Full stop.
1: Okay. So what I said earlier.
0: Uh, yep. Kind of. Yeah. What did you pick him for? Most I, improved. I've
1: picked him for most improved, but I. That I doesn't said, sound like all star to me. I said that he'd uh, have to be an all star to really get that MV, MIP. Well, status. it is so,
0: possible that he's an all star, but not most improved.
1: That is also possible. But it's it also
0: is. possible that he's most improved and not an all star.
1: All things are possible. Let's, like Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Clarkson
0: wasn't an all star. so... It's true. It's true. Um, Anyway, anyway, yep. there you go. Yep. All right, last one now. Yep. And you might not have done this in the format I have, so just to be clear how I'm doing it, you can do it however you want. Yep. I'm doing the NBA champion as Team X defeating Team Y. Okay. So, or you can just say it's going to be Team X. Up to you.
1: See, I, I got a little bit caught up on this one.
0: Yeah, uh, who's Boston beating? Come on!
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I know a lot of a lot of Boston fans are really high on Boston this year. I think they're going to, you know, go back up a tier um, from last year. But yeah, don't get me wrong. I'd love to see it, but I'm not necessarily predicting it right from here. I think there's there's two teams: the Nets and the Lakers. Yep. Um, let's I be feared honest. This. <laughs> yeah. Because, well, the two teams that made the finals last season, they were the two teams that knocked out the Nets and the Lakers. Mm. You know, yeah, they had to knock out some other teams along the way, obviously, but they were the two teams that got there. So the two teams good enough to do that, made the finals. The rest is history. Uh, Look. I guess give me gun to the head. They both have issues. They both need to make things work. They both have question marks. Give me the Nets.
0: All right. Um, Yeah, I don't deal well with agreeing with you on this show. I have written on my page, Nets defeat Lakers. but For the fun of a (laughs) 12-piece, I'm swerving. (laughs) Give give me the King, LeBron. Give me the Defensive Player of the Year, Mm -hmm. AD. Mm Mm-hmm. Why not? Let's go Lakers defeating the Nets. Not that the defeat, like, who- doesn't matter who's second. We're just picking the champion, really, here. That's all that matters. So, you know, if you pick the Nets and they play Phoenix or whatever, it doesn't matter. Yep. Um, so give me Lakers. Why not? Not, not my first choice, but I just don't want to agree with you. What,
1: two <laughs> seasons ago they were the champions? Like,
0: Yeah. Yeah. LeBron and AD were. And Dwight, sorry, and Dwight.
1: And Dwight.
0: Right. <laughs> uh, there's been
1: some roster changes. But, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, anyway, guess we'll see. There, there's a wrap on our NBA aw- awards and season predictions. Yeah. We, we might do some polls or interactives on the socials where you can let us know how right or wrong we were and mm-hmm. you know who you would pick. So keep an eye out for those.
1: Yep. Obviously, time will tell as well on uh, how that goes. Mm. But, uh, yeah, let us know. Keep track on the socials and uh, put forward your ideas. If you've got something different, shoot that through to us.
0: Oh, Mel, my phone's ringing. Cool, cool. Can you hear it? Yeah. It says Eric and Carly, so we better answer and get them on the show. Ball Don't Lie. That Ball Don't Lie. Ball Don't Lie Australia listeners, we have a first for you here this week. Our first, uh, Mel, would you say double date?
1: You wear a t-shirt to a double date? I mean, come on, buddy. Wow.
0: Well, I'd do my hair but I I can't. <laughs> I do the <laughs> sides. This is how I am. But uh we are joined here by Sunshine Coast power couple Eric McAllister <laughs> and Carly Smith. Thank you so much for both of you joining us on the show.
2: Oh, thanks for having us on. It's it's a real pleasure and an honor to uh to be invited on and we're looking forward to it.
3: Yeah, thank
1: you so much. We can't wait to uh, get into it. All right. Well, let's jump straight in then. Um, we always like to start our interviews with uh, junior clubs or if uh, from America, you know, high school, college teams. So is there any teammates and, or coaches or um, anything like that you'd like to do shout outs before, uh, before we jump into the really hard stuff?
3: um yeah okay I'll probably go on that one um so I started my basketball career as a junior um at basketball ACT um I definitely had some amazing coaches um and support uh from that organization that have become like lifelong friends so definitely give a shout out to Rob Parker and Ray Brady they they helped me a lot with my basketball and um yeah just really great friends of mine now
2: yeah, for myself, um, being from the States. So, uh, you know, I went to college in, uh, at Stony Brook University, and um, Coach Peichel, who's now over at Rutgers, doing a phenomenal job there and really turned the program around. Uh, so I owe him an immense amount. And, um, you know, strength and conditioning coach, Coach Van Dyke, uh, really helped develop my body and my mind. And, um, yeah, th- those are the two coaches I think I owe the most to.
1: Yeah, it's it's always amazing. Doesn't matter what level of basketball you seem to to get to, there's always people along the way that you can always you know shout out and thank, no matter how yeah, no absolutely. matter how deep or how far you go.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, we'll kick off with you here, Eric. Um, obviously, you know you've been all around the world with your career, so I'm sure you've got hours of stories to tell. Um, <laughs> but um, can we just start off? Um, in Luxembourg, um, how how did a move come about to head over there?
2: Yeah, so um, I started my career off in Europe, so I kind of established myself there, and um, I came kind of in that off season um, from the, I guess the quote unquote normal season to play in the state league, and uh, I started off on the Sunshine Coast, and you know fell in love with it for obvious reasons, and. I headed back over to Europe so I was playing in Finland at the time which is a pretty high level league and uh, really really got some good exposure there and I had a uh, I broke my shooting hand um like 4 games into the season and I set it in a cast and it didn't really heal right so I had to have a procedure done in the off season to to fix that and so um there were some health concerns and things like that from some of the bigger clubs around Europe that I was kind of progressing towards and And so my agent at the time kind of persuaded me to head to Luxembourg, which is, um, I guess, one of the, generally speaking, lower-level leagues in in Europe. And um, it was just kind of trying to get my confidence back, my my statistics back and things of that nature. So, um, yeah, I found my way over there, and I met some phenomenal people. And uh, really, it was a real treat to be there for the, well, the short stint it ended up being for me.
0: Yeah, well, before we touch on that a bit more, did you have a favorite city or, or team in Europe that you enjoyed playing for?
2: Yeah, so um, I guess each um, each place that you get to play and, and see has its own obstacles as well as benefit. And, you know, playing in Finland was quite an experience. Just being so, so far north and uh, I was playing in a small town. I think there was only just one traffic light in the entire town. <laughs> Um, so like that has its own, I guess, obstacles to overcome, but generally speaking, uh, place I played in France. Um, so sa- the town was called Vitray, which was, it's a beautiful little, I guess, country town. It was kind of in the French, um, countryside and, um, yeah, just beautiful, it had a giant castle and churches and, um, the people were lovely there. So uh, I guess, uh, for my European stops that, Uh, v was my favorite.
0: All right, very good. Um, Unfortunately, just circling back to Luxembourg, your time there didn't end on a high note. You had a bit of a health scare during a game, um, which was very tough for you physically, obviously, but um, also carried a huge mental toll along with it. So um, if you don't mind sharing with our listeners just that experience of what happened on the court and... The impact that had on you is you, you got back to playing again, what you had to do off the court um, to get back playing again?
2: Yeah, so uh, it was certainly um, something I'd, I'd never want to go through again. Um, it was the second game of the season, and we're about halfway through the third quarter. And, um, you know, I went in for an offensive rebound, and I kind of the ball goes in, and turn around to run back on defense, and my heart just kind of started pounding and, and it lasted a couple of possessions and I was trying to, I was just playing through it. And uh, next thing you know, like kind of the corners are starting to darken and starting to close in. And uh, my, fiz- my vision got funny and I just kind of collapsed there on the court. And um, I was kind of in and out of consciousness at first. And I just remember waking up to the, to the lights of the roof of the stadium and had a teammate over me trying to get something out of me and, by the time the paramedics got to me, they um, they told me that I, I my blood pressure I was two points away from being dead, and so um, it was yeah quite a scare. And the crazy thing is, uh, it was I think three weeks before, four weeks maybe. I had you know my physical, I had an EKG, I had all that stuff done, and nothing got picked up. And so uh, the team kept me around for a little bit, and I just really couldn't perform. I was part of it was fear of it happening again, part of it was my actual health. So, um, they sent me to a couple specialists and they ended up not clearing me. So they, they ended up sending me home. And, and so, um, you know, I got back to the States and I was trying to figure out what I was going to do because essentially the doctors in Europe were telling me I wasn't going to be able to play anymore. And, uh, I saw some doctors back in the States and they kind of, um, echoed those opinions. And so, I was in this this really funny place because all of a sudden, like basketball, appears to be done for me, and I didn't really know what I was going to do with my life at that point. And I was going to, I guess, I have an education to fall back on, which I'm grateful for, but at the same time, you you still don't know the direction your life's kind of heading, and so those those mental tolls really took a hit, um, and I, I really struggled day in and day out, and really struggled with depression and and suicide at that point. And, Um, I tried to change my diet up a bit because that was some of the research, what was being said, because at this point nobody had told me, um, they couldn't diagnose me with anything or anything like that. So I just had to, I guess, do the research and try to remain as healthy as I could. Um, I kind of got around, I, I found a doctor that felt he could help me and, um, took some, some measures. And the next thing you know, I kind of, things worked out to come back out to Australia and, um, what appeared to be a finished career was very much still alive and, uh, something that, yeah, I won't take for granted. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. That, it's so unreal. And we really appreciate you sharing stories like that. Um, must've been obviously really tough to go through, but you know, the average fan up, up at the sunshine coast there may have no idea that you've been through that. So, um, yeah. You know your level of play is, you know, just as high as anyone else in in the state league here, um, in the NBL one. So, um, the fact that you've been able to, you know, get back up on that horse and get on the court and perform is credit to yourself and and the medical team around you. So, thanks for
2: sharing. Yeah, no, I really appreciate it. Thank you.
1: All right, Carly, your turn now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you've had a tough road to reach where you are today as well. Um, you, you stepped away from the game at a young age to work on yourself. Can you talk us through that process and some of the people who impacted you and, and how you got back to a place of, of comfort on the basketball court?
3: Yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess as a junior, uh, in the ACT, um, I, I was doing pretty well with my basketball and my future was was quite bright with it um I was going through a lot of challenges in my life um at the time when I was about 16 and um unfortunately I just needed to take a break from basketball. Um, I left school early as well. So I left school in year 11 and I moved to Wollongong with my mum where I studied fine arts. So I I studied drawing, painting, printmaking, photography, everything that was quite creative. Um, this, was, this was an amazing thing for me because it was quite therapeutic and I learned a lot about myself in this time. So in this time, I had uh, I was being I was diagnosed with severe depression and um, extreme anxiety. Um, so I, I definitely was going through a lot, and unfortunately, basketball just wasn't the outlet that it was always uh, was once upon a time. It was quite a negative space for me. Um, I guess I was just competing with myself and um, my own negative thoughts constantly. Um, so, looking back on it now, it was probably the best thing I ever did, which was step away from the sport. And in in that time, I learned a lot about myself, and um, I've definitely grown a lot. Um, I did. I was quite lost at the time. I I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, everything was. It was really yeah, it was a struggle for me. Um and then I I randomly got a call from the Siebel coach uh in the ACT, who's he's a really good friend of mine, Greg Evans, and he asked if I would come back and play with them. Um I guess at the time, again, I was lost. I was quite unsure if I wanted to, to get back into the sport, but deep down uh, I love it. And I love being active and I love being healthy. So I went along and from there I played, uh, I think it was a season for the ACT and the Siebel and then I, I got selected to go play for the Bendigo Braves and then mm-hmm. from there I went and represented Australia uh, for 3-on-3 three three, where we won a gold medal and then uh, I played again for Australia for 3 and 3 and we won a bronze medal and then uh, went up to the QBL and then WNBL and now back into NBL 1.
1: Nice sounds like <laughs> I, I possibly should have taken a step away from basketball if if you can step away and then come back and have that kind of success, but you probably needed the talent you had to to start <laughs> with. Um, oh, that's... <laughs> it, it is really nice to hear that you're able to come back um, sort of from that place and um, you know get back into basketball and 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 find it to be a positive thing again was it always a positive thing when you came back to it or was it, was there a bit of a transition period or did you just fall straight back in?
3: Yeah. Um, I guess when I, when I first came back into the sport, it was, it was really positive. I did find the love of it again. Um, but then obviously with life challenges come and obstacles come and I, I suffered a pretty major injury with my knee. Um, and not only that, I did struggle a lot with some, um, I guess, bullying. When I guess I could say, um, which which also really affected me mentally as well. So that that made me take a step back and think um, a lot about myself as well. So yes, there were some very um, high moments and something that I'll always treasure. But um, obviously, with sport and life, there's always obstacles that you need to face.
1: Oh, yeah, the basketball gods can give us and they can very much take it away.
3: <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, we've each had a go of going solo here. So we're going <laughs> to let you tag team this next one and maybe you've rehearsed a bit of an answer. We'll, we'll see how we go. Um, <laughs> we'll see. In the lead up to this, I uh, was doing a little bit of research and I found a very nice article written by um, the Rip City organisation um, about how you both met. Um, so, Eric being from Jersey and, and yourself, Carly, being from uh, Canberra, but meeting in Queensland. Um, so, if you could, could you both try and work together and give us a little bit of a, a love story on the show this week? How did it all come <laughs> about?
2: Um, yeah, look, I, I was lucky enough to um, have the opportunity to uh, be picked up from the airport from my long flight from Carly, um, first thing she did was, wow, this guy, I like, she saw me and she was like, I need a picture of him. Um, so she <laughs> really asked for No, no, no. <laughs> All no, right. I, I've what, changed what I?
0: my, uh, I want Eric to tell the whole story.
2: She was, no, she actually felt really bad because the club was like adamant that they get a picture that I had landed and things like that. So, um, but you know, I was, I was happily, Um, I was happy to, you know, take the photo and, um, you know, we were working for the club at the time and, you know, just doing the juniors and some admin work and things of that nature. So, um, I guess we got really close really quick and, um, but my mom always used to tell me when you know, you know, and when I came through those doors, I knew right away and I was just like, "Uh Oh, I'm in trouble here. So, um, yeah, that's, that's my version of the story. Carly might have a completely different (laughs) version. I don't know.
3: (laughs) No, that's pretty accurate. Um, No, it's funny because the club club said to me, um, you know, you need to go to Brisbane Airport and pick up our our new import. And it was my day off and I guess I was pretty cranky that I had to get up early and (laughs) pick this guy up. (laughs) So the whole way to Brisbane I kept saying to myself, oh, my gosh, like why am I doing this? And then I guess, yeah, as soon as I saw him I I definitely knew and, um, yeah, it's a bit of a – it's a weird thing, like. I think Eric's right when, when you know, you know, and it was definitely, uh, definitely that, that happened.
0: Yeah. It's just fate, I guess. And, um, yeah, definitely much nicer than the usual Uber drivers I'd get picked up by the airport. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that was a nice change. And, um, you guys, uh, got engaged recently-ish last year, was it?
2: Uh, no, so it was, 2019 now oh, was uh, two years ago Yep. yeah so we're just with covid and and the international restrictions but it looks like they are lifting a little bit so um you know hopefully we can get back to planning the wedding and getting that underway but yeah for the time being we're just waiting out the whole covid situation
0: yeah no worries sounds good and, and having just been to a wedding one of my best mates over the weekend um, it's all worth it. It was their third attempt at a wedding due to the COVID oh, and the same thing. So, um, absolutely beautiful day and it's all worth it in the end for sure. So,
2: yeah. Oh yeah. Look, we're, we're certainly looking forward to it whenever, whenever that day will come. So
3: yeah. Ready to party. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so you both, uh, part of USC RIP. Um, it must've been fun playing for the same club. What did you take away? Uh, what were both your takeaways from the first, or um, well, the inaugural, MBL one season?
3: Yeah,
2: I think what the league has done has been phenomenal, and um, the, the level of professionalism certainly is is a, ma- a major step up. And uh, I guess the whole production of everything is a major step up. Um, I think it's been great for all the leagues to get some exposure and, um, you know, with the NBL one Instagram and social medias, uh, just the following they have has been, uh, I guess it, it really shows you the, the importance of the winter season here in Australia. And, um, I think the elevated presence of NBL players is also something that a lot of fans can appreciate. And it certainly raises the level of the league because those guys are just, you know, as elite as they come. So to be able to compete against them, I know on my side is, is always exciting and something you look forward to. So.
3: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And, um, you know, I am really grateful that Eric and I are able to play at the same club together. And, um, RIP has been amazing for us. We've, we've definitely established a family there. We definitely love the culture and everything that they're all about. Um, I definitely agree, like coming straight off the WNBL season into the NBL one, um, it's it's really professional and the level of, I know on the women's side, the, uh, the level of the players there, It's it's been an awesome season to play against. So, yeah, we've definitely loved being a part of it.
1: Cool. Well, you know, if you love the professionalism at, uh, at USC Rip, you, know, you might want to broaden your horizons and maybe think Brisbane Capitals. I mean,
0: <laughs> you know. Unfortunately, Mel. I heard the word "family" in there, and I
1: knew at that moment we have no chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we've got I, we, we've got one heck of a family at the Capitals. <laughs> I, <laughs> I
3: was gonna say, like, your atmosphere uh, at the Caps is is pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's always, uh, it's, they they,
1: they've got like, some pretty amazing commentators. Uh, it has to be said. <laughs> it has to be
2: said. Yeah. <laughs> no, it certainly seems like a great organization. I, I hear great things about it, but um, yeah. I think our family is certainly at rip yeah. and um, yeah, we look forward to, to being there for, for quite some time.
0: Well, if you're referring to family, Eric, as, as Tanner, feel free to bring him as well. If that helps, <laughs> <laughs> if that helps think, the move. I think
2: we'd like to keep Tanner right where he is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Um, so for a lot of our listeners, they probably don't understand what it's like to live the professional basketball sort of life. So, you know, there are times when you guys are separated. Um, what are those times like for you? How, how do you guys get, get through those times?
3: Um, yeah, so, yeah, like I said, we are quite fortunate that we we try to play at the same club. Um, when I went off to WNBL last season, I was in a hub. So I was away from Eric for a few weeks, um, which obviously is, is challenging, um, but I know how much he's just supports me on and off the court and i'm so lucky to have him as a partner and um you know like he he he's my partner and he's my best friend at the same time so it's it's in a really amazing um relationship that we have oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah no um i think we are lucky that we haven't had to spend much time apart and i think um you know i've had opportunities to go back to europe and things like that and i've turned them down in favor of staying out here and um you know i i guess is when you meet the right people and for me the right person that you can understand what is more important to you so um if that means you know being here to be supportive of carly and, and begin the next chapter of my life i'm perfectly fine with that as well
1: oh doing it for love, love
0: <laughs> it. It, it sounds to me like eric you got a few brownie points i reckon you can forget a few birthdays and stuff in there with Turning down those <laughs> contracts overseas. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to just jump off the court for a little bit. Um, so, Eric, you, you've you been doing some great work already um, with your acceptance uh, project. Um, so we'll get you to talk about that a little bit um, before we get you both to tell our listeners about a podcast that y- you guys are starting up um, named Exploring the Mind, Body and Soul. So... Could, could you both talk to those a little bit, give our listeners an idea of what it's all about, how, how to follow it on the socials, um, and anything else you think is important?
2: Yeah, um, thank you for um, raising that point and um, giving me the opportunity to speak about it. And The Acceptance Project for me is it's really to accept everything about ourselves and what happens to us and the environments that we're in. Um, and I think with mental health... Um, it's. I think when you've gone through the, the struggle yourself, um, you become well-equipped equi- to understand uh, what others are going through. And I think um, that's what most people want to connect into when they are feeling low, is they want to understand what they are going through. And um, I guess my long-term plan is to dissolve it into a foundation um, that can provide free mental health support for um, people struggling. And whether that's in the form of a, um, you know, a um, organizational therapists, or if we can, you know, create a safe space and um, kind of foundational housing, uh, whatever that may look like, I'm, I'm still not sure. I'm allowing it to be quite fluid, but um, I guess my passion has been has turned into understanding the mind and and trying to get the best out of people. And um, Carly made a great point one day when I was kind of working around what my framework would look like. And she raised the point that, you know, as athletes, we train our bodies to avoid injury and to work at like an optimal level. And in society, we're not taught to do do that with our minds. And that's something that um, really stuck with me. And, And I guess what I'm trying to do is pull the best out of people as best I can. So, you know, between some study and life experience and, and working with some incredible people in the field, I'm learning a lot to, I guess, um, try to change the, the trajectory of as many lives as I can.
0: Yeah, it's a great answer. And, um, some fantastic work you're doing with that. I mean, mental health is prevalent around the world more now than ever before. And, um, it's, it's definitely the kind of thing that, you know, people are going to appreciate and get behind you and support you with, I'm sure.
2: All right. Thank you. Yeah. It's, um, it's important to both Carly and I, which is great to have her support and, um, to bounce ideas off her and what she thinks. And, um, yeah, it's something that we're really trying to impact the world with.
0: All right. Well, I might hand over to Carly just for a quick second. Um, just to pump up the podcast a little bit, Um, I'm tuning into episode one for the first time. It's not out yet, but I've, I've got a, (laughs) got an inside, uh, deal on the, on the app. What am I expecting to be listening to and get out of this episode?
3: Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, episode one hasn't been released just yet, but it will, I would say within the next week or so. Um, I guess like Eric said, we, we both are passionate about helping people and spreading awareness around mental health and um, I know from my end I really want to focus on um, empowering women um, in particular and you know there there was a time in my life where I I did lose myself and I did lose a lot of self-belief and confidence but i have found that again and if i can give the opportunity to other women especially to empower them and make themselves feel good and find love within themselves that's definitely um a mission for me so i know on my end that's something that i want to focus on but um yeah i know eric's eric's got um, a few things he'd like to focus on as well
0: yeah i guess we'll let him speak then (laughs) (laughs) What, what are you going to be focusing on eric
2: Uh, Yeah, I guess it's more about the mind. But um, I guess I'm trying to um, reframe the understanding around mental health. And it doesn't mean that it's about depression and anxiety necessarily. I think um, what we do uh, poorly in society is that we allow ourselves to get to that point. So teaching people resilience and teaching people um, how to, you know, set goals and kind of conquer them and, and really empower themselves mentally, um, while Carly can really, um, help people in the physical sense with her, her health. She's really into cooking and, um, she has all these great ideas that, um, can really impact people's lives. So I think we're trying to tackle things, um, before it's kind of, uh, in crisis mode. And, you know, that's when, uh, you know, occupational therapists and, and psychologists and, and whoever, um, is really qualified in those areas to take that stance, um, can step in and help. But if we can avoid people getting to those areas and kind of connecting the mind and the body together, then that kind of gives you the answers to what your soul would be looking for is, is against, I I guess, our, um, analogy in that sense.
0: Yeah, perfect. Um, really looking forward to the first episode and tuning in and, you know, hopefully, We'll get something out of every single one, which I'm sure we will. Um, but for the listeners out there, how? Where can they follow you? What are they searching for? And um, what pod course, uh, pod course, podcast platforms will you be available on?
2: Yeah, so um, for the podcast, it's um, exploring the mind, body, and soul um, podcast. We can send you guys a link for that, and um, we'll have uh, the episodes up on YouTube as well as. Uh, we'll get them on iTunes and Spotify as well.
0: Perfect. And, nice. yeah, of course, uh, for any listeners, we'll, we'll uh, have the link up for you as well. Uh, well, guys, that brings us to the end of formalities. Really appreciate the, the stories that you've shared, um, everything from basketball-related to, to off the court. No, it's not always easy addressing those uh, topics, but we appreciate it nonetheless, and I'm sure our listeners did too.
3: Yeah, thank you so much. We we really
2: enjoyed our time. Yeah, it was it was fantastic sitting down with you guys. Thank you.
0: Oh, well, I hope you had a really really good time because <laughs> we usually finish up with a little segment of quick fire questions. We call it. <laughs> oh,
3: God. We call I
2: was waiting
0: for it. Yes, <laughs> we call this Let It Rain. So, uh, if you guys do have a few more minutes spare, uh, we'd love <laughs> for you to stick around and we might ask you some quick fire questions and get you to take turns in answering them. So, um, right. Of Eric course. Oh, I was going to say ladies first, but if you choose, <laughs> all right, here we go. All right.
1: Uh, first question.
3: I'm nervous.
1: That's all right. It's an easy all one. Right. All right. It's actually the most difficult, but that's okay. Uh, top five players of all time.
3: <laughs> um, all right, LeBron, yep. Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Eric. Oh, very <laughs> um, nice. nice. <laughs> Patty Mills for sure, yep. and I like oh of all time. I don't know. It's uh, your Kobe, personal, Kobe, 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 Kobe. and Kobe. Jackson. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kobe, alrighty,
3: yeah.
0: Oh, we're we gonna have Eric's top five.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, oh okay, <laughs> yeah.
0: You don't get out of it that easy.
2: Yeah. No. Fair enough. And I guess uh, Carly's
0: appearing somewhere on there. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Carly's number one. Oh, yeah. Beto, nice. Um, Good answer. I would put Carly all five, but I think everybody would know what I'm doing. So we'll go Carly, <laughs> LeBron, Jordan, Kobe, and um, we'll go Shaq.
0: Mm. Nice. All right, Carly, you can kick us off again here. Favorite, right. favorite artist? And generally this is a music question, but seeing you're very into the world of art, it can be... Any artist of any genre you want?
3: Oh, that's a hard question. Um, mm, I don't know. Uh, oh, oh <laughs> I don't like this. Um, maybe J. Cole. I think Ooh. I like what he, he raps about and he talks about. It. It's it's real and I appreciate that.
0: One of Dan's faves. On top of the game right now.
3: Nice. I'm winning this game. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Eric. Uh for me, it's going to have to be the pride and joy of New Jersey. So we're going to have to go with Bruce Springsteen.
1: Oh, oh. oh. nice. <laughs> nice. <Cheaping me> now. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, go to cheat meal.
3: Oh. <laughs> Yikes. Um, it's not a meal, but I do love chocolate. It's I get probably, that. Yeah. <laughs> choc- yeah Daryl Lee, Rocky Road at the moment. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh,
1: <laughs> to be specific Australian. Like yeah. it.
0: No, that's all right. We once had a Domino's brownie on the show, so mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you can yeah, get okay. as specific as you want. <laughs> <All
2: right>, now, <thanks. laughs> nah, for me, it would have to be Betty's Burgers.
1: Ooh, The concrete company.
0: <laughs> all right, next one. Best encore kicks of all time.
3: <laughs> oh, no, you can't ask me this because I wear netball shoes, so... Um,
0: Ooh, it's going to start yes. with ASICS, isn't it?
3: <laughs> yeah, ASICS, Netburners. <laughs> I might just quickly pass that to Eric. That's okay. Yep,
1: yep. that's probably for the best.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. um, for on court, I would have to say maybe like the Kobe Fives.
1: That's a very popular choice on the show. Very <laughs>
0: Especially with uh, one half of the, the hosts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one, uh favorite movie.
3: Oh no, I don't I, oh I don't really watch movies, um, but I like the replacements.
1: Oh, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Hard to go past. Um second part to that question is if they were making a movie about you, who would you get to play you? <laughs>
3: um oh, maybe who, who plays Catwoman?
1: <laughs> oh, there's been a few.
3: <laughs> Halle Berry uh, springs to mind. Yeah, yeah. And, um, was it Anne Hathaway? Anne Hathaway is yes. the other one. Yep. Yeah, I'll go Anne
1: Hathaway. Nice. All right, Eric, same questions for you.
3: Um.
2: Yeah, that's uh, – favorite movie would have to probably be The Gentleman. Oh.
1: Yes, Matthew oh. McConaughey. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right, all right, all
2: right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And for actor, wow, that's a really tough one. I no, guess it's
3: surely the Rock.
2: Oh, the Rock! Don't <laughs> come on. don't hype me up like that. Like, uh, I mean, if Carly said it, we'll we'll stick with it. it. Must have some meaning, right? Yeah,
0: he'd probably have to hit the gym a bit more, but <laughs> yeah. <a little> bit.
1: <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, what was your first job?
3: Uh, my first job was a visual merchandising role, so I would um, I would create displays for businesses to help um, I guess promote their business. Yep, nice.
2: And Eric, um, I worked for two weeks at what would be like the equivalent of Woolies. So, mm. uh, yeah. It's
1: all right. We've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs>
2: All
0: right, we're nearly done. You, you've survived. Um, <laughs> what What is number one on your bucket list that you haven't done yet?
3: We always talk about this. Um,
0: ah, it should be an easy one then.
3: I mean, it should be, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess I've been fortunate to live like a pretty – pretty nice life where I've experienced a lot of things. Um, I guess mine would be an internal bucket list. I'd, I'd love to just find like inner peace within myself and, and just pure happiness, I guess before I, before I go. Yep. So easy. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, look, that's, that's really difficult, I guess. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, we do have this conversation a lot and, um sharks. yeah i I would like to swim with sharks i think that's on my bucket list
0: you do know they're dangerous right
2: (laughs) (laughs) i do i do but you know if it's one extreme like i hate flying so i'm not gonna jump out of an airplane ever so um (laughs) yeah so i I guess i'll I'll go the other direction and we'll swim with sharks
1: (laughs) as someone who's done that without a cage just at the beach and a Great white shark, is, <laughs> as I've come over the wave, that they're, they're you know, oh it's gosh. going uh, the other way, horizontally in the trough. I don't recommend it <laughs> unless there's a cage. Like, even with a cage, I don't
0: know. Hey, you didn't pay for it. Stop whinging, mate. <laughs> what an experience.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was with a friend. We both got back. He caught the first wave. I would then took another four waves to actually get myself back to the beach. And I finally get to him and he says, wow, that was close. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> You've been here for 20 minutes. Like, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's not for everyone. I'll just say that.
2: Yeah, okay. <laughs> All
0: right, final question. Okay. This is for each of you, but we're going to have to recruit your assistance with your answer. Um, that'll make sense in a second. <laughs> I know that I oh, know that sounds weird. It, I don't know what I'm getting into. <laughs> it'll make sense. You just gotta help us with your answer. Um so each of you, Carly and then Eric, who do you think Mel and I should have on the show next?
3: Well, um
0: We we'll leave the yeah. easiest question to last.
2: I think it would be great to have Carl Zunik on the show. Yeah. I think um he's He's going to surprise a lot of people over in Perth, and just got um, that contract. Yeah, he's he's um, a fantastic person. Yeah. Uh, I think he would be a really good interview. Yeah, I agree. He's
3: he's yeah, he's an amazing person.
0: All right, we will get on that asap. It <laughs> sounds like it'll be a fun one. <laughs> All right, well that wraps up the whole entire date, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hope you guys had a really good time?
2: Yeah, we really did. It was, it was a lot of fun sitting down with you guys.
3: Yeah, that was a lot of fun, except those rapid questions were a bit scary, but that's all right. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, I'd say we'll cut it next time, but we won't. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just don't tell Kyle. We'll surprise you. But, no, look, uh, in all seriousness, we appreciate having you both on the show, the content you've shared and we both look forward to seeing you around the NBL One circuit again next year. Um, come, come give us a, a hello at the Caps Arena after we win, um, if you feel up for it. And um, yeah, we, we wish you all the best in the future with the podcast, the wedding, um, and whatever else life throws it your way.
2: Oh, we really appreciate it, guys.
3: Thanks yeah.
0: for having us on.
2: Thank you
3: so much.
2: Thanks so much. Thank you. Lie. That
1: all right that was a great chat with eric and carly uh and again if you want to follow their podcast um jump across on the socials we'll have links um on our socials um for their for their show so let's get uh let's get down to crack em. it's it's that time of the show where we circle back and uh we talk about the cars that we cracked. Now we had, uh, I don't want to say an old school, a regular school as we, new school, five pack this week. Makes it a little tough. Makes it a little tough. <laughs> so uh, we had five cards. Obviously, everyone wanted to, me to talk about Jason Tatum. I know. Um, I've actually swerved at the last minute. And I'm going to just talk briefly uh, around one young cam johnson and one of the reasons i like cam johnson is he wears what basically looks like a shirt under his singlet now i do that too we do it for very good very very different reasons i'm sure you know i do it because i'm i'm at that age and size where you know i've made some life choices that aren't exactly healthy and i'm looking to just just you know cover up a little bit, not looking to show off all the goods and things like that. Um, But it is, it is one of those looks in the NBA that not everyone goes for, but I like it. Um, His colleges, he played in Pitt and UNSC, uh, drafted by the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, First round with the 11th pick back in 2019, finds himself uh, in Phoenix and he's had to, Two pretty good seasons. Didn't play too badly at all in the finals for a young fella. Had some good moments. Um, there was one particular time when he found himself on the ground and then really didn't get up, and then then got up. It was it was kind of weird, um, but he'll find he'll work through those those little sorts of things um, as he gets older and spends more time in the league. Uh, he, he's one of those another one of those younger pieces for Phoenix that um, came together quite well last year. This year will be very interesting to see how they go as a team. Um, it really will be interesting to see if they can run that all the way back to the finals this year. They've, they've got to do a lot of stuff. Uh, Isaiah Thomas style, you know, for mine, they've got to get a lot of stuff off the court, right? Um, locker room stuff they've got monty williams um very good coach basically everyone's saying that from around the league very good coach and things are going well uh, on the back of their finals obviously they didn't win but things are going well for them as a team but it'll be interesting to see what growth they have this year Um, and obviously cam johnson will need that moving forward to uh, secure contracts and things like that in the space that he's obviously hoping for, all NBA players are hoping for those really big contracts. But we'll have to see how he goes because there's there's not a lot lot of court time to go around in Phoenix with all of the pieces that they have on the court. Anyway, over to Dan for his shotgunned Duke Homer pick.
0: Yep, you know it yep. and. You know, if you hadn't already uh covered Tatum earlier in our Krackams, I'm sure you would have been homering all the same.
1: Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. That's <laughs>
0: I've I've gone with one, JJ Reddick. His number four will never be worn in the Cameron Indoor Center again. It is retired. Uh, you know, arguably the greatest Duke player of all time. You know, arguably, wouldn't say he definitely is, but he did a lot for that college and that program. Probably the greatest shooter that college has ever seen. And look, you know, he's had a long NBA career, which he's just wrapped up, uh, retired in recent weeks. Finishes a very long career, <laughs> about uh, 15 years worth of running around screens and shooting threes. Mm-hmm. Um, finishes with career averages of 13 points a game on, uh, was looking at it before, 41% from deep. He had a few years in the, the mid-to-high 40% from three range, which is just crazy. Um, one of his Clipper years, he averaged 47% from deep on nearly six attempts per game. So he was hitting roughly three of six threes every game, which is just crazy. Um, you know, those Clipper teams, they never got it done, never went all the way, but they were really fun to watch.
1: Oh, Lob city days, man. It was good to watch. Oh.
0: Yeah, and you know he had a couple of good years with Philly there, and then you know bounced around a little bit. But you know when I think of JJ, I think of Orlando, I think of Clippers, and I think of a little pit stop in Philly. Obviously, he finished with New Orleans, and he you know had a finished with Dallas, I believe, but had run with New Orleans in there as well. So anyway, um, he does have a hit podcast. He's known as like. The OG as an athlete creating a podcast whilst they're still an athlete, going behind the curtain. You know, he he pumped it out during the the bubble, and you know it's very popular now. You can check it out, Old Man and the Three, I believe it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he you know everyone calls him Bubs on there, and his his nickname is Bubs. If you look him up on Basketball Reference or Wikipedia, you'll see his nickname is Bubs, And I thought I'd just share a little story of where that came from to finish off here now. Um, And this isn't off the top of my dome. I I looked it up. (laughs) Uh, Just uh, full disclosure. Um, So it's described by Matt Barnes on another podcast, not not Matt's podcast, All the Smoke, or JJ's, on a different one altogether. Um, But Matt Barnes tells the story that when they were in Orlando together, they had Jason Williams there. And he called everyone bubs. You know, like bubs. I, that's how I presume he said it. Sorry if that's offensive to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Not actually, sorry. Uh, they thought it was really funny. And then they, you know, because he just called everyone bubs. And they linked back up. Um, Barnes and JJ linked back up in, in LA with the Clippers. And they just called each other bubs all the time. So all the other teammates caught on to it. Um, they all started using it a lot. However, they then stitched JJ up and they stopped calling Matt Barnes Bubs. They stopped calling whoever, Blake Bubs. It was just JJ. So everyone on the team just called JJ Bubs. And um, it sort of just stuck that that was now his nickname. And it even got to a point there's a little story Barnes shared. Um, they had a playoff series against the Spurs. And JJ had never really to, spoken to anyone on the, on the Spurs before. And, you know, the game was out of reach. And Tim Duncan turns around and he's like, why is everyone calling you bubs? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just a little bit of a random story there. And, you know, if, if you've ever listened to his podcast and you wonder why everyone's calling him bubs like I did, that's why. Um, so, yeah, a little story for you, for you all out there.
1: There you go. Well, uh, filters back to his Duke days. In the days leading up to his announcement of his retirement, he actually called Coach K just to have a chat and thank him and, yeah, that kind of stuff as well. So, you know, obviously those Duke days mean a lot to uh, fans and everything like that, but they also mean a lot to him, which is it's really nice to hear when you hear those sort of stories. So,
0: mm-hmm. Agreed. All right. Well, oh, holy smokes, Mal. What an episode. Yeah, we've made it to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've chatted a lot of things today. We won't really go through it all, but um, you know, doing the NBA predictions for the year is good fun. You know, that's all on on wax. It's mm-hmm. it's written down.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, these are things we'll, we'll track over the season and we'll, we'll see how we go. Uh, we'll put out a few fan votes over the next week or so, leading up to the season. Let let you guys decide who's made the better choices there. Um, totally fine either way just a bit of fun mm-hmm. uh, until chicken's on the line of course oh then <laughs> it gets real uh, thanks again for Eric and Carly our first double interview that was great fun um, went a lot smoother than we thought it would as well on, on our end of audio things so um, well done to Mel um, and Eric and Carly whatever they did on their end that was great <laughs> helped us out a lot Uh. But uh, if you haven't already, as I said, at the top of the show, follow us, Facebook, Instagram. Also, wherever you get your podcasts from, you'll find us on Spotify, Google, Apple. Uh, if you go on our Instagram uh, profile, there's a link you can click on there. It'll take you and you can choose your podcast provider uh, rather than us listing them all off. So mm-hmm. follow that link. Keep an eye out for when the app drops. It's every Thursday, of course.
1: Occasionally, we will have uh, technical issues or different things come up, but we always aim for a Thursday morning drop. Mm.
0: Well, I guess the only thing left to do is to start telling everyone about us. Let's keep this thing growing. So, all all the usuals, guys. Get out there. Tell your dog. Tell your neighbors. Who else,
1: Mel? Uh, Well, let's see. Weekend's coming up. Probably got things to do around the house. Uh, Whoever you come across at Bunnings.
0: Oh, yes. The bloke at the Sausage Sizzle? Or, or the lady, sorry.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Whoever's at the Sausage Sizzle, let yeah, them know. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They're from a charitable organisation normally, so, you know, they're the heart and soul of the sausage.
0: All righty, folks. We'll be back same time, same place next week. So until then, just remember, that ball don't lie.
1: Never does.